0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 185, Grandparent Love. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And And have have harmony harmony in the home. Hey everyone. So last week you all loved hearing about understanding your parents and kind of seeing your life with grown-up eyes and your childhood from grown-up eyes versus the little boy or little girl that experienced it. And it's so much insight just to understand what their jobs were, what their stressors were. And now that we're all parents, most of us that listen to this, we can understand like, whoa, this parenting thing is tough stuff. And they didn't have conscious parenting back then. And so I hope I made it very clear that it does not let them off the hook if they mistreated you. That is a huge thing I wanted to say over and over and over and over and over. But to understand that it had nothing to do with you and it was just projection and that we are doing that now to our kids. We're projecting all of our stuff onto them, all of our fears, all of our anxieties. Our kids want us to be separate from them. They don't want to be enmeshed and codependent, but they don't know any different. And so a lot of times what happens if you had a less than ideal relationship with your parents growing up, I talk about this a lot in the episode called Saturn about relationships are kind of like a Saturn. I'm not going to make you go back and listen to it unless you want to but it's kind of hard to go back and find it. It's like episode five to nine in that range. And I did it early on because it's very important to kind of think of your life like Saturn and think of your relationships like Saturn and making sure that most of your vulnerability and most of your connection and most of your emotional wavelength, so to speak, is given on the first tier. A lot of times when that's not happening, then we go search outside of Saturn to like seven rungs out to get that connection, whether it's Facebook or whether it's being overly busy at work or signing up for all the committees, saying yes to all the things, because we're searching for that connection so desperately. So the brain and the heart will find it no matter what. So then we grow up and we're all of a sudden these emotional adults. and We're like, wow, I have to do this adult thing that... We're so stuck in emotional childhood for so long. And so a lot of times emotional childhood comes up during the holidays when you're with your parents, when you're with your family of origin, when you're with your four walls that you grew up in because that's just natural. Because for so long you were that child in those four walls. And so when you're with them, even if it's at the park, even if it's at a holiday dinner, then that emotional childhood, that emotional child can show up a lot. And so I don't want you to be mad at it. I just want you to be aware of it. And a lot of times I'm working with a lot of clients who are very upset about the level of involvement that their parents have with their grandkids, because if they weren't there for you as a child, they're probably not going to be there in the way that you want for your, for your kids, which are their grandkids. And so then we put all this emotional weight on the word grandma, grandpa, or even it could be aunts or uncles or cousins and things like that. So what happens is the brain is like, wait a minute, I couldn't get that connection and that involvement that I wanted. It could be emotional or physical connection. I couldn't get that when I, I couldn't get it the way that I wanted when I was younger. And that's a very painful thing to deal with. If we didn't have the parent that we wanted, it's almost like we stood in line and got the wrong parent. That's what the brain says. So then the brain goes into trying to fix it. Because it's so desperate for that connection. Because remember, when we talk about giving God-like qualities to our parents, because we were, connected as, we were connected so much deeper before we came into this world. And then once we came into this world, the God that we were connected to, we now give those qualities and that responsibility to our parents. And so we think everything they say is truth and gospel, because we don't know any different. We're young, we're impressionable, we don't know our left from our right. So we just think everything they say is factual. Well, the way the heart and the brain is wired is we're wired for connection. Every child wants an involved mommy. Every child wants an involved daddy that loves them unconditionally, is there for them, that holds the space, is their soft place to fall, is their anchor, is their rock. Every human wants that. So when that didn't happen, if you were younger and that didn't happen for you, what can happen is it causes a lot of pain and trauma which it should because that connection is not there. So what happens is we grow up into the world, then we have our own kids, and then we say unconsciously to ourselves, well, I know mom and dad couldn't be there for me, but I guarantee they're going to be there for their grandkids. They have to be there for their grandkids. And then you can probably write the outcome of what will happen is they're not there. They're yelling, they're screaming they're inconsistent. It's that push pull all over again. So then we end up using our child as a pawn to heal that old wound in current time. This is very normal for our brains to do because it wanted it so bad. The emotional little girl and the emotional little boy, we step into emotional childhood and we want it so desperately. So then we use our child as almost like a sacrificial lamb to get that connection. And then it ends up not happening, and then we get re-injured, and it's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Instead of knowing that the way that your parents raised you had nothing to do with you and your worthiness, your value, so we don't have to get a hit of that dopamine and that hit of that connection through our parents, if they couldn't give it to us when we were little, then they probably can't give it to you when they were older. It's like asking someone in a wheelchair to stand up. We can ask them, but they just can't do it. For whatever reasons, and that's why last week I wanted you to look at life with your emotional adulthood eyes, looking at your parents and how they were raised and seeing them as the baby in the hospital and seeing the stressors that they had going on in life. Not to excuse it, but to understand it and disconnect and unwind that need for something that you probably won't get. If they couldn't give it to you for 35 years and now you have kids at 35... You probably don't want to be waiting by the door for them to show up if they didn't show up for the other 35 years. Dr. Phil always said, the best prediction of future behavior is looking at past behavior. This is true for all humans in your life. And so a lot of times, if you didn't have the parents that you needed when you were younger, you can be the parent that you needed now as an adult. And if you didn't have the parent that you needed, a lot of times a grandparent might have stepped in, an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, a grandpa could have stepped in. It could have been a teacher. It could have been a cousin. It could have been a mentor through Boys and Girls Club. So if you had that growing up, let's say grandma or grandpa did most of the child rearing for you because your parents couldn't be there emotionally, physically, or what have you. So guess what happens? We grow up, we have our own kids, And then we say, well, they have to be close to their grandparents. I was so close to my grandma. I was so close to my grandpa. That's what the brain will say because we want to recreate our childhood and give them the same childhood. And you can only imagine how that's going to respond or you can only imagine how that's going to turn out. And so sometimes I see clients keeping unhealthy relationships in their life just because they're trying to get that hit of connection that they never got growing up. And they want to recreate the childhood that they had and have their child have the same childhood or have that same connection with grandma or grandpa. And I'm just here to say your kids don't know any different. Whether they have all the grandparents alive and engaged and present and bringing over gifts, they think that's normal. If they have no grandparents showing up bringing gifts, that's all they know. And it's funny because most of my family growing up, my extended family, was all in different states, very far away. There was no social media to keep in touch. It was all snail mail. And a flight for five of us to fly up to Minnesota or Arizona was too costly and driving took 150,000 hours. So our grandparents weren't really involved in our life based on whether they passed away or due to distance. And same with our cousins and our aunts and uncles. We moved away when I was two years old from Minnesota, which was so cold. I'm so thankful because I am such a wimp in the cold to this day. And I don't remember anything about it, but we moved when I was two years old. And almost like on a little island in the sun, no cold weather. My dad got a job with Motorola, so it was like too good to pass up. And so I didn't have the day-to-day interactions with grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins because of distance or because they had passed away. And here I am, seven years old, three years old, 13 years old. I think that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I just don't even, it's not like I had this yearning for them. I love them. I just love them from afar. But I didn't have a relationship with them on the day to day, like holidays and coming to my games and things like that. And I didn't think anything of it. And I still don't think anything of it because I never had it. So it wasn't like I was waiting by the door for grandma or grandpa to come to my soccer game. That's all I knew. All of our holidays, we spent with other families. I just thought that's the way it, the cookie crumbles. That's just the way it happens. We just had holidays with other families that were our best of friends. So it was funny when I grew up and then we started having holidays and then the cousins are starting to come to games and they're texting each other and they had this relationship and grandma and grandpa are at my kids games and aunts and uncles and cousins and they're just everywhere. And I'm like, whoa, I can't believe that I didn't have this growing up, but I didn't know any different. And I turned out fine. So a lot of times you think that your kids are missing out. But like me, I didn't know what I was missing. So it's not like I had this wounded childhood because I didn't have my grandma and grandpa at my soccer games. They would send articles. They would send letters in the mail. They were just showing up in a different way. But a lot of times if we had it growing up and then our kids don't have it. We think that we have FOMO for our kids, like something's gone wrong in their childhood. But I can probably guarantee if they couldn't be there for you, they probably can't be there for your grandkids. Or I've had clients where they couldn't be there for you, but they can be there for their grandkids because they don't have an ego and they're super involved. And so I've had clients that are actually jealous of their child's childhood because they are getting something that they never got. And the reason why they are able to be there for the grandchild and not for the child Aku growing up, is because they had so much ego and fear and anxiety wrapped around it. So being a grandparent is super easy because unconsciousness doesn't enter the picture. Consciousness, it's almost a way, they're so conscious and evolved and ego-free and they're probably more chilled out over the years. So it's like, yeah, sign me up. And then they get to send the kids back. There's no ego. So that all that unconscious stuff doesn't get triggered. So whichever way you have it, I just want to reassure you that your kids aren't missing out. Your kids are having the exact childhood they're supposed to have with all of the struggles and all of the strengths and all of the 50, 50, just like you had a 50, 50 childhood. And sometimes I've had clients that they will have a close relationship with mom and dad, which are the grandparents. And then something happens or they realize like, Hey, my Saturn's out of whack. They're mistreating me and they're, or they're mistreating my spouse or they're mistreating my kids by doing a lot of the unconscious stuff that did when you were growing up. And so you have to create a distance. You have to create a separation. And so a lot of times clients will come to me and say, what do I tell my kids? They're looking for grandma. They're looking for grandpa. They're looking for aunts. They're looking for uncles. They're looking for cousins. What do I say? We had this falling out or we had this argument or we had this thing happen. Or I just kind of woke up to my own ego and realized like, whoa, whoa, I'm using my kids as a pawn to heal an old wound in current time. I don't want to do that anymore. And so separation might have to happen or it might be just a distance. Instead of coming over Sunday, they're coming over once a quarter on Sundays for chicken dinner. So what I always tell people is just to say things like, depending on their age and stage, you could say something like, well, sometimes grandma and grandpa do things that make my tummy hurt. And sometimes when you are in a relationship with someone and they make your tummy hurt, you have to create some distance a little bit. Or you just say something like, oh, they're off doing, they're um, doing a holiday with Nana and Papa, or whatever they're doing. It's all in the way you present it. Oh, they're going to have a holiday today with the in-laws or today they're going to have an in-law. They're going to have the holidays with my brother. They're going to have the holidays by themselves this holiday season. You don't even have to give an explanation. It's all in the way that you present it. So if a child asks you, where's grandma? Where's grandpa? Why aren't they coming for the holidays? And let's say there was a falling out and they're not coming because distance is the answer. So you could say something, listen to the two ways I say it. Oh, they're not coming this time. They're going to go spend time with my brother. That's what they want to do. So that's what they're going to do. Hear that? The kids are like, whoa, whoa. That's why tone is everything. Tone, it literally sets the stage. And they're like, whoa, there's a problem here versus, oh, they're going to do the holidays with my brother this, this holiday season. We should send them a card. And then you go on and say, you want some raspberries or strawberries with your lunch? Kids are not overly obsessing about anything that we are overly obsessing about because they are young, they are little, they are immature in a cute way. They're in emotional childhood and we need to let them be there. So based on their age, based on their stage, you always tell things truthfully and age appropriately. It's all in the way you present it. It's all about your tone. It's all about the energy in which you have behind it. So just know a lot of this stuff will probably come up during the holidays and that's normal because it comes up for everybody. And if you are with your family, your emotional childhood, sorry, your emotional child will show up more than than usual and that's normal too. That's when you just recognize it and you're aware of it and you're kind of like, hey, I got you. And then the emotional adult steps in and kind of takes the reins, puts them on the back of the horse versus riding the horse. So just know whether the grandparents are involved or not involved, they're going to be okay. Your kids are going to be okay. They're not having a childhood that they shouldn't have. They're having the exact childhood that they should have. Because when you spend all of your time about why isn't grandpa here? Why isn't grandma there? Why isn't papa here? Where's nana? Where's the cousin? Where's the aunt? Where's the uncle? Why aren't they being the way I need them to be? When you spend all that emotional energy, then you're not emotionally available for your own kids your own four walls. And that's where Saturn really helps you prioritize where you're putting not only your time, but your emotional energy and your emotional bandwidth because you're only given so much a day. So spend that wisely within your four walls, showing your vulnerability with them the most because then they're going to go recreate that and have more harmony in their home. So it's a win-win for now and a win-win for later. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ah ahas, clicks or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp, where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.